No Bull, powered by Earnhardt Auto Centers. For a premier destination near you, head to nobull.com. Here's Chris, Crespin, and Simone. And welcome into the Wednesday edition of No Bull with Chris Crespin and Simone. Chris Schubert, Sean Crespin with you here on a Wednesday. Sean, a little Wednesday night recording here for you. Saw you munching on your little your snacks from your new diet. You look like you're in good spirits today. We got a lot of football to get into. How are you feeling on a Wednesday? I'm doing okay. Five down, by the way. If we're keeping track of the revitalized program loss for me, uh, five pounds down, three days in, down five. Feeling okay. We'll see where we go, but uh, yes, yeah, doing it's exciting, doing well. But you're right, lots to get into, a lot of football to talk about still, even though we're deep in the playoffs. But yeah, away we go. Here we go. Uh, can I add, make make one production request here? And I don't want to add more to your play, but I think maybe we should build into the video version of the graphic a little a little counter in the bottom right countdown. corner. <laughs> Crespin's weight loss countdown. We can keep track of it in real time. Maybe maybe that's something we can work on at a later date. All right, Sean, let's get this party started. Let's tell everybody what is in the lead on the program today. This is the one they're talking about. All right, Sean, let's start with, I think, the story that's driven you up the wall the most today because I think you talked about it for three hours on local radio today. So now we'll talk about it on our show. Philip Rivers retiring, calling it quits after a 17-year career. And, Sean, the only question I have for you here, Philip Rivers, Hall of Famer, yes or no? <laughs> Hall of Famer, yes. I think he eventually gets in. Uh, first ballot Hall of Famer, no, uh, for multiple reasons. You know, I just – it's – he, I don't know if he has that type of mystique about him. You know, the rings aren't there. The Super Bowl appearances aren't there. Uh, not to mention, usually with the NFL Hall of Fame, they only have X amount of players to put in each year. Uh, usually you don't get multiple players from the same position group. And if they're if, if the reports are correct, I know it's not official yet, but if the reports are correct, there's this guy named Drew Brees also hanging it up this year. Five 5,000-yard 5, passing seasons. He does have a ring. I'm guessing if there's a first ballot Hall of Famer at the quarterback position hanging it up this year, it's Drew Brees, not a uh, not Phillip Rivers. Does he get in? Yes. First ballot? No. He'll have to wait a little bit. But, yeah, he gets in. Tremendous career for Phillip Rivers. Um, I mean, hasn't missed a game in over 250 games. He's been, you know, Mr. Reliable, whether you know he's in he's in San Diego, L.A., or <laughs> now with the Indianapolis Colts. So, uh, tremendous career. Tip your cap to him. As a, as a Raider fan, he drove me absolutely insane an awful lot. But uh, yeah, overall, you gotta you gotta give him his credit. He'll be a Hall of Famer. I just don't think it'll be day one steps into the new chapter the next chapter of his career going to go be a high school football coach he said he had two dreams growing up to play in the nfl and to be a high school football coach now he gets to check uh, the other box off on that list not the only football story here that we're going to talk about sean good news if you're a fan of the kansas city chiefs or if you're just a fan of patrick mahomes or if you're just a fan of sunday being good football in the afc championship game patrick mahomes he was limited in practice but was out on the field that is a giant step as he goes through this process trying to clear the concussion protocol to be able to be to be cleared to play in the AFC Championship game on Sunday. Sean, it looks like only one more step for him left in this process. We could know as early as tomorrow, probably on Friday, if Patrick Mahomes will be cleared and ready to play in the AFC Championship game. But all signs are trending in that direction. Yeah, I mean, he should be. Again, I told you what the protocols were on Monday. You have to uh, show the first day that you don't have any symptoms while resting. So essentially going through your, your regular day. Uh, the, ne the next step will be passing the, the baseline test that you took early in the uh, before the season started, I should say. You pass that test. 
then you uh, you move on to what we saw today. He's back at practice, according to Andy Reid. He took the majority of the snaps. He feels fine. So you get the cardio up. You have to have no symptoms with cardio work. You get your heart rate going. That was today. Tomorrow he has to have some kind of a another practice with some form of physical contact. Still no symptoms. Then he gets checked off with that box, and that's step number five. So he's on track. I mean, everything's pointing towards him playing. I really can't see a situation in which he doesn't play, to be perfectly honest with you. Sean, as we record this show, the Phoenix Suns will, will be in action tonight. They take on the Houston Rockets. And I think the important thing to know here, Sean, is earlier in the day, we learned that the Memphis Grizzlies, the opponent that the Phoenix Suns just played a couple of days ago, they're not playing tonight on a Wednesday due to contact tracing. It has not impacted the Suns. They are all speed ahead to play this game against Houston. But it just feels like everything around the Phoenix Suns is being being just halted at times, at least the teams around them, uh, because of COVID and We'll see. This is just this has been an up and down roller coaster ride for the NBA right now. Nothing to worry about. The Suns will proceed uh, as normal with the game against Houston tonight. But you certainly your eyebrow raises a little bit when you see the team that the Suns just played be put into contact tracing and not being able to play their game. So something to keep an eye on here as the week uh, progresses. Yeah, as of right now, you're not losing anything if you're the Phoenix Suns. Just right, it's all contact tracing. As soon as you mm-hmm. have positive test with the team you just played now you are the contact tracing not the contact tracing of the contact tracing if that makes sense it's all going to start getting very uh very 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 complicated in the nba uh but as of right now listen you're back to playing basketball hopefully you get back to playing good basketball as you've been struggling losing your last two three of your last four devin booker had one of the worst shooting nights of his professional career the other nights so you'd love to see him be able to bounce back uh, and you'd like to see the, the effort level that you saw from DeAndre Hopkins in the previous game carry over into tonight. And then, of course, when you got the back-to-back against the Nuggets coming up this weekend at home. So uh, hopefully you're able to play those basketball games if you are. Yeah, if you're the Phoenix Suns, this game against Houston tonight. Again, we're recording it shortly before this game tips. So uh, to give you some context if you're listening to this after the game. But this is a game you feel like you should be able to win. This is a game you feel like it should be a get-right game. This is the first time you're seeing Houston James Hardenless. There's also no wall tonight. He's out as well. You feel like this is a game you should expect to win if you're the Phoenix Suns. But of course, we said that against Detroit as well. So we'll see. And the Wizards. We'll see how this goes. One more basketball-related story here for you, Sean. Uh, after some teams and some players ha- hadn't been following the rules about you know unnecessary contact on game nights, the NBA is going to extreme measures. They are now moving team security into the midcourt area to make sure that there are no violations that include hugging and handshaking, uh, according to a league memo that was <laughs> obtained by ESPN today. So listen, uh, the NBA is seeing what's happening. They've had to postpone a lot of games. We know what they've done with the schedule, uh, and by only releasing the first half so they're able to make up these games and re-fix their schedule for the second half. But listen, Sean, I think you and I both would agree here, this becomes a math problem at some point. If too many games get postponed, it doesn't matter how flexible you leave the second half, they're just going to run out of days. Right? So they they need to kind of get this under control so that they're not losing too many games. This is one of the ways, I know I kind of joked about them putting team security at midcourt. That is what they're doing, and I you know said it in a joking fashion, but these are the lengths that the NBA is going to go to to make sure these games get played so they don't have a situation like we're seeing with Memphis tonight, like we saw with the Phoenix Suns last week. They can't afford to let this number of games that they have to make up and, and, and add to the schedule for the second half grow and grow and grow because it will become an uncontrollable number. Yeah, it's an effort. Yeah, I mean, to me, it is it is what it is. You got guys out there playing with each other for two and a half hours, and, and, and we think they're going to have a big impact by just not letting them bro hug it up after the game. Uh, okay, I, I listen, you do everything you can, but it's not going to have that much of an impact. 
So that'll do it for what we have in the lead here on the program today. But coming up next on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone, could the Arizona Cardinals be getting some help in solving their biggest problem this offseason? We'll get into it next here on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. If your problem is finding that new vehicle, Noble.com is where you need to go. 10,000 vehicles at your fingertips. And of course, with the Noble Express option, if social distancing, if you want to just make the easiest route to finding that new vehicle, head over to Noble.com, click on the Noble Express option. Going to bring a, a, a car right to your front door for you to test drive. We're going to do the financial application online. Going to deliver your new ride to you when the purchasing process is over. All of it's going to be done right there from within your own home. You don't even have to leave your front door to experience the Earnhardt commitment to world-class service and prices that just absolutely cannot be beat. Nobold.com is where you want to go. Also, if you want to head out, more of a traditional route to find that new vehicle, 19 Arizona locations and 21 dealerships with 17 different brands. The Earnhardt Auto Centers has you covered, whether you're north, south, east, or west valley. doesn't matter where you're at. They've got you covered, and you know it's a name you can trust. If you've lived in the valley for any amount of time, Earnhardt Auto Centers, Noble.com, 69-year commitment from their family to yours. Earnhardt Auto Centers and Noble.com. That ain't Noble. John Creston, we, I think by the time the offseason is over, we will be able to consider ourselves capologists and we will be able to consider ourselves <laughs> cap experts because I think you and I spend more time in pre-show meetings and in prep looking at overthecap.com and looking at contracts and reading stories about what the cap number might be for the 2021 season. We are going to become experts on this by the time it is all said and done. And the reason why we continue to bring this story up is because free agency and re-signing the guys that the Cardinals are going to be not guys that are no longer going to be under contract for the Cardinals at the end of this season, they have an uphill battle in terms of the resources that they can allocate and the talent that they need to bring back. Well, maybe they got a gift today or yesterday in the form of a story from Pro Football Talk in which it began to plant the seed, Sean, of the salary cap maybe not falling as far as $175, $176 million. We've heard that the floor for next year is $175. It's in the 190s right now, so even falling to $175 would be a dramatic uh, seismic shift to the NFL landscape. But now, Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk saying, talking to people around the league, it could settle in the 180 range. And you may be saying to yourself, Mr. Schubert, Mr. Crespin, that's only $4 million. Why are you making a big deal about $4 million? That's a roster player. That is a player that could fill a spot for the Arizona Cardinals. And when you look right now at overthecap.com, which is using a $176 million cap number for 2021, the Cardinals, by the way, they had a bunch of futures contracts be added to next year's book, so they're up to that 53 number now. If you remember in, in shows past, we've talked about that they have to get to that number first. They're now there. Their effective cap space is a little north of $11 million. Well, Sean, you had $4 million to that number. That gives this team $15 million, a little north of $15 million, before they do the capology stuff where they restructure contracts or maybe they cut some guys who, who they're able to save some money on. And then all of a sudden, the discussion that we had a couple of weeks ago of how do you bring back Patrick Peterson and Hassan Reddick? How do you bring back Hassan Reddick and Larry Fitzgerald? Whatever combo of players you think the Cardinals should bring back, it becomes a little bit more realistic if that number bumps up a little bit. It does. And again, it's really going to hinge on what you're able to do um, restructuring contracts and so forth, because even if you look at the numbers that you know the comparables for uh, Hassan Reddick, guys that you know you you can look at guys with you know similar numbers, similar positions. Uh, the comparable that we found online was four years, thirty six million dollars. So you're looking 
you're essentially using up that 15 right there, right? I mean, it's it's essentially gone. Um, but if you're, it could. I mean, it could if you can get creative enough with restructuring. It could mean the difference, the the four or five million dollar difference that we're, we're we're hearing now of keeping Patrick Patrick Peterson and a Hassan Reddick. Because I got to tell you, um, and Josh Weinfuss on ESPN, excellent job covering the Arizona Cardinals, as you know. Uh, but they're they're NFL Nation that where they have every they have a writer for each team. They mm-hmm. asked them what is the most important decision for this offseason, and he said Patrick Peterson, whether you bring him back or not. And I agree with him for a few reasons, because the decision on Patrick Peterson. Let me back up. The decision of how you fix the cornerback room, which right now doesn't have Patrick Peterson in it. I don't know what else you do other than bring Patrick Peterson back in order to roll into 2021 with a secondary you feel even the slightest bit comfortable with this is not a major knock on byron murphy or robert alford who never even played a snap for you um but are are you ready to roll in next year with byron murphy as a number one corner like a like a out on the edge number one corner alongside maybe you you draft a corner at number 16 i don't think you are but if you make the decision to bring patrick peterson back more than likely, that's going to cost you Hassan Reddick. More than likely. So next year, you also have the Chandler Jones contract coming up. All of a sudden, edge rusher starts to become a problem. So I agree with Josh Weinfuss. I think the Patrick Peterson deal is the biggest decision the Arizona Cardinals are going to have to make because it does impact not only Hassan Reddick, but what you do down the line. I think it's a big decision they have to make, and it's going to really boil down to what his market is. Because if you're Patrick Peterson, you're for damn sure going to test that market and not just negotiate with the Arizona Cardinals. You're going to test the market. He said something very interesting as well, Schubert, on his uh, podcast. He said he wants to reunite, or he would love to and always wanted to reunite with Todd Bowles, which I find very interesting. Todd Bowles is in uh, Tampa Bay. He's not coaching for the Arizona Cardinals. I just wanted to put that on the record. He's also... Uh, interviewed for some other head coaching jobs so there's that as an option as well who knows you know but um, it's I think that's the interesting conversation because Patrick Peterson I think whatever happens with that deal dominoes will fall if you end up going with Hassan Reddick I think that that decision for Patrick Peterson is made at that point Uh, even if you slap him with the franchise tag I think it's definitely made at that point so I, the Patrick Peterson, it's going to be an interesting conversation to have for the Arizona Cardinals. That's that's that to me. I agree with Josh Weinfuss. That is by far the biggest uh, decision the Arizona Cardinals are going to have to make. But this extra four to five million that you're talking about, Schubert, might help out that cause, um, even if it even if it is just slightly, you know. And if you'll allow me to play amateur capologist here on the show, I'm looking at their number for next season. I'm looking at the the players on their roster. And you you brought up a guy in Robert Alford who is part of that cornerback depth but hasn't really played for the Arizona Cardinals. They could cut Robert Alford, take a million and a half in dead money, and add seven and a half million to the cap, which could probably cover at least more than half of a Patrick Peterson one-year deal. Uh, to bring him back. So that's the kind of stuff, right? That's the kind of creativity that I'm talking about. I'm not saying that they should do that, but when we start talking about how do they make all of this work, it's moves like that, finding dollars everywhere they, every way they can in order to be able to do this. And Sean, let me transition this into, into another topic, right? 
this this isn't just a one year isolated incident because I don't know if you also when you were perusing the internet if you saw what uh, John Harbaugh had to say about Lamar Jackson and how he's totally certain that they're going to bring back Lamar Jackson on a big long term extension Lamar Jackson entering year four in the National Football League and now because he's completed three seasons this offseason begins the first opportunity for him to be able to discuss a long term extension hey Sean do you know what year Kyler Murray is entering in this year and do you know what year what, what year he will be going into at the end of next year yeah it'll be year three he's entering after that you are eligible to sign a new contract before year four uh, as a rookie as a first round draft pick I should say you after year three you are eligible to uh, negotiate for that extension so all those stories where you see Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson eligible for extension this season, just replace that with Arizona Cardinal quarterback Kyler Murray, and you've now just put yourself in a time machine and put yourself in 2022 because that's the situation the Cardinals are going to find themselves in. So you can't just look at this as a one-year vacuum. You also have to put yourself in position to be able to approach that offseason because Kyler Murray is probably going to want an extension. That's going to take a, a big chunk of your cap and then you still have to build a roster around him so that's why there's there's dominoes and there's ramifications to all these decisions and, and sean this puts a lot of pressure and i mean a lot of pressure on steve kind this offseason to somehow make all this work it, it does you know and i unfortunately i struggle still you, you regardless of how creative you get with the cap seeing an instance in which we roll into 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 september you know 2021 seasons kicking off and the roster itself is more talented than it was a year ago. I struggle to see the way you do that. You know, and and part of me asks, did we is it fair for me to ask? I I should say Schubert, did we all get struck with shiny ball syndrome when Steve Kime made the trade for DeAndre Hopkins and dumped the the David Johnson contract? And we all thought, "Man, what an amazing job he's done. He drafted the short quarterback that people had questions about and he was the 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 offensive rookie of the year." He, he hires this head coach outside the box thinking never coached in the National Football League before. We started to take Steve Kime, move him off of that hot seat. I don't know if we should have. And, and the reason I say that is because of everything we're talking about right now. The overall construction of this team is not very good. It's just not. You know, from a, from a financial standpoint to uh, a lot of people you're counting on are aging veterans who are probably on their way out the door. You don't have the cap space to re-sign your own talent in-house let alone go outside and bring more talent in to improve this roster from a, from a, from a talent standpoint. I just I don't see how you roll into September next year with a more talented roster than you ended 2020 with. Uh, and I don't know how much I don't know how much uh, praise we should be giving Steve Kime for the DeAndre Hopkins trade overall to begin with. If something like that falls into your lap, of course you're going to make it. It doesn't take a brilliant football mind to make that move. Every fantasy football player in America would have made that trade. You know what I mean? So it's not like he's under uh, uncovering draft day gems in like the fifth or sixth round or finding these players that are cast-offs and bringing them in and turning around his roster with cap-friendly deals with players that are in prove-it mode. None of that's happening. Like, so I don't know, you know... I, Next year, we've all talked about how how Cliff Kingsbury is going to be on the hot seat, right? If he can't make it work in year three, they're probably going to have to make a change. It doesn't stop at the coach. People need to understand that. Like, I think we all removed Steve Kime from the hot seat because of the DeAndre Hopkins trade. Cool. I mean, what, what does that prove? That you were able to take advantage of an idiot in Houston? 
Like, what does that prove to me in terms of, of, of my confidence in you as a GM? I don't think it, imp- I don't think it proves much. I, I, I really, I, I believe if you, if you have a season next year, like you had this year and mind you, I, you know, I just mentioned, I don't think you're coming in with much more talent. If you're even able to be as talented as you were this year going into next season and your schedule significantly more different or more, more difficult next year than it was this year. So I, I know Cardinal fans want to talk about the incremental uh, improvement we've seen, you know, year in the last two years, year in and year out the last two years, a couple more wins here, a couple more wins there. But when you start to put context of the overall situation, it's not very well constructed. And in terms of the overall improvement, I really question how much there even is. I mean, I gave you the record of Cliff Kingsbury against teams with winning records. It was a 2-13. and 13. I mean, how are you – what are – where's the improvement? Where's the improvement above the mediocre? I don't see it there, and I damn sure don't see it with the construction of this roster the more you and I do segments like this. Well, and and I think the other thing that's important to note, and you mentioned it when talking about Steve Kime, is he had a reputation early in his his GM tenure of being the guy that would hit in the third round on a David Johnson and a Tyron Matthew. He was known for being the guy that late in in training camp and in preseason when when talented players were getting cut from other other teams that he would get those, and I'm going to use a phrase that I think people here in this market know very well, those Kime time signings, right? I mean, it was branded as such, right? That was the early tenure of Steve Kime. and, And Sean... I think the shine, you talk about shiny ball syndrome, I think the shine of those two things has slowly worn off the the, the more we've seen of Steve Kime and the more we've seen that that might have been some good luck that, that went his way, right? That that's not really a, a mark of a general manager who a year in and year out has been able to do that. And now this team reaches a turning point because, Sean, if Steve Kime doesn't get this right and this team isn't in the postseason, right? Take out take out the difficulties that they're going to have cap-wise, the fact that they only have draft picks. Take that stuff aside. If this team doesn't make the playoffs next year, Steve Kime's not going to be back. And then that puts Cliff Kingsbury in a spot where he's probably not back. And now you have a head coach, you have a quarterback who's going to have to watch a new head coach walk in the door with a new general manager. And basically that window kind of resets at a really bad time, at a time where your quarterback's now going to want an extension, right? So you got to retool this roster quickly. So this is so, so important. And there's so much riding on this. And man, does it feel like they're backed against a wall? Now, they're a ways out, right? They're, They're not totally pinned against the wall. They can figure this out. It's just going to take some really, really strong creativity that we haven't seen in a long time, and he's going to have to channel magic from his from his first couple of years uh, as the general manager of the Arizona Cardinals. All right, Sean, let's be a little positive. Let's have some fun. You're on, you're on a you're on a, a, a streak right now of winning ways in the line and right that has never been seen before. So why don't we play a conference championship edition of the line is right? We'll do it next here on No Bull with Chris Crespin and Simone. But first, I have to tell you about our friends over at Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. And big news, Manscaped just released their new cologne scent to help you feel good and smell good all over and at all times. Who knew that smelling this good could feel this good, too? Manscaped trusted by over 2 million men worldwide, including the two gentlemen on this show. Join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. We talk about it on the show all the time. Everybody knows Manscaped has the perfect package 3.0 for all of those below-the-waist grooming needs, but they didn't stop there. They have the brand-new Refine Cologne Signature Scent to complete your grooming game. It is the same signature scent that's in all of Manscaped formulas, and now it is available over at manscaped.com. You can check out the Perfect Package 3.0 there as well, the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer,
trimmer, the crop formulations, the ball deodorant, the toner, and the Manscaped refined cologne. So if you head over to manscaped.com, check out all the products, pick out what you like, and when you go to check out, if you use promo code NOBLE, you are going to get 20% off and free shipping. That is code NOBLE for 20% off and free shipping over at manscaped.com. Your balls, and now your body will thank you. All right, Sean Crestman, I have the numbers in front of me. You are on a fantastic streak right now. Unbelievable job out of Peter. you last week to, mm-hmm. to, to do what you did in order to earn some some more points for cashing in with Crestman. Also had a pretty good week in cashing in with Crestman as well. We have to do the final numbers. But the same rules apply, right? The same rules apply as last week. For every one of these games you get right, I'll give you an extra 100 points to use for conference championship and Super Bowl season. Well, well, Sean, here's what I'm thinking, right? When we get to the Super Bowl and we have to do the, pre- excuse me, the big game, when we get to the big game and we're, we're doing, you know, gambling-related segments, there's going to be prop bets that you want, right? You might want to take the over <laughs> on cash and Crespin on okay. the national anthem. I want you to have points for that, okay? So right. I'm trying to be generous. We're going to give you three. You're going to get three games. You're going to get the two uh, spreads for the AFC and the NFC Championship game, and then I'm going to do what I did last week. I'm going to give you the total number. You tell me what game it is. So 300 points on the okay. line this week. Sean Crespin, are you ready to go? I am ready, Schubert. Here we go. All right. NFC Championship game. Buccaneers at the Packers. And this is for, for the spread. Bucks at the Packers. Uh, so the Packers... Jumped all over the Bucks the first time they played. Got out to a 10-0 lead. Aaron Rodgers does the uh, McCringleberry little hip thrust there. Uh, everything's rolling, Packers. Then all of a sudden, 38 points later, it's 38-10 as a final. Um, I don't see that happening again because I don't see Aaron Rodgers throwing a pick six and then another near pick six. I just don't see that happening. Um, they are at home. Snow is in some forecast, by the way. 28 degrees and snowy could be there. Let's say, um, let's go Packers minus two and a half. Packers minus two and a half. Packers minus three is the line for this game. We'll open it three and a half. It is now at three. Packers minus three. Okay, so 100 points to Sean Crespin's cashing in with Crespin account. The AFC Championship game, Sean. The Bills at the Chiefs. There is a number on this game. I do have a number, even though we don't know what Patrick Mahomes' status is going to be. So Bills at the Chiefs. Bills at the uh, Patrick Mahomes thing is everything when you're talking about the line. I can't believe they even have one, to be honest. They have to at least be taking it into account. Can you give me a, a nod on that? Yes or no? Like, they have to be at least taking it it's into account. It's tough to judge. Tough to I judge. would say tough this would be, in an ordinary situation, I would say uh, Chiefs minus three and a half to four. I'm going to say Chiefs minus two and a half. Chiefs minus two and a half. He goes with the same number that he picked for the other game. And guess what, folks? The logic is absolutely correct because this game is also Chiefs minus three. Minus three, the really? number for this game as well. Open at two and a half. Currently sits at Oh, three. I nailed the okay. open. I should get extra points for that. I'm nailing the open. I should get that. No? Okay. You, you can't currently get that number anywhere, so no, you don't get points for that. Okay. I'm going to give you a total. I'm going to give you a number of points. You have to tell me what game this total applies to. The over-under of 51 applies to which championship game? That's got to be that's got to be Bucks and Packers has to be. So let me ask you this question. I will I will so if you're going to sum, submit your guess for Bucks Pack Bucks Packers, I will give you an opportunity mm-hmm. to double all of the points you have 
if you can tell me the number of Bills Chiefs snap. You're so confident that Bucks Packers is 51, and you are correct. That's 400 points. Boom. I will double it. Give to me my. I like here. Give me the dings. Give me. The, I like the like the dings. Give me. Click the button. Well, you. Ha- I, I'm just asking you if you want to take up this 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 proposition. Are you interested? If you are so confident that Bucks Packers is 51, then give me a number for Bills Chiefs. If you're right, it's 800 points. If you're wrong, you just get the 300. How close do I have to be? You have to get it on the nose. On the nose. On the nose? No, I'm not doing that. Nose. That's stupid. That's a, fine. That's a, fine. Half a point on each side? No. No, I'm not taking that bet. I'm taking my money. Hit my hit the hit the sounder. Give me my dings. I'm taking my money. I'm three for three. Boom. Let's go. Still on a heater right now for catching it with Preston. 51 does apply to the Bucks at Packers. You want to take a shot at it? You want to take a shot uh, at Bill's Yeah, Chiefs? 54. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, it hurts. It hurts so Stop. much, everybody. It Stop. hurts so much. He's absolutely correct. It is 54 on the nose. He loses the opportunity for the 800 points. He didn't believe in himself enough. And I hope we use this as the promo for the show because Sean Crespin's face is unbelievable here. Uh, just Sean, unbelievable, dude. Unbelievable. You didn't risk it. You didn't go for the 800 points. You got it on the nose. On, you didn't even on. need the half point. Isn't the isn't the uh, isn't the Powerball up to like a certain huge number tonight? I gotta go. Should we wrap up the show? Because if that's how this is going, I gotta get some tickets before the numbers get called tonight. What are the odds of that? Unbelievable. All right, Told so you, I'm on a heater. Uh, I'm on a heater. So that is. That is 300 extra points to the bank account of Sean Crespin and cash in with Crespin. And you'll, you can see that uh, segment on Sunday, Noble Live, where we preview all of the football action on a Sunday. Sean, that's going to do it for us here on the Wednesday edition of the show. As always, you can follow the show on Twitter at Noble underscore podcast. And speaking of Noble, Sean. Yeah, as always, Noble.com, the Noble Express option. Again, get that new ride brought to your front door. You can test drive it, finish the financial application online. Uh, get the new ride per- that you purchased delivered to your uh, your front door as well. Don't even have to leave your house to experience the Earnhardt commitment to world-class service, Schubert, and prices that just can't be beat. Noble.com. Click the Noble Express option. Take care of the whole thing right there. Noble.com. Earnhardt Auto Centers. 69-year commitment from their family to yours. Earnhardt Auto Centers and Noble.com. Schubert, that ain't no bull. Follow me on Twitter at Shoe Radio. You can follow Sean on Twitter at SCrespin02. That is going to do it for us on Wednesday. We'll be back on Friday. Sean will update you on how his Mega Millions uh, tickets went. Powerball. We'll talk to you on Friday.